Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And you're going to enjoy our guest today. She has accomplishments just all over the place. It's my pleasure to introduce and to have with us Trina Martin. She's a a motivational speaker. She inspires emerging leaders to pursue their wildest dreams with heart and grit. She's an accomplished and dedicated member of the U.S. military for nearly 30 years, lieutenant commander in the Navy. She's broken barriers and made strides in her career that many said weren't possible. And her new mission is to show others how they, too, can achieve the impossible and define success on their own terms. She's a native of Chicago, and she grew up watching her mother struggle financially to take care of the family. And she dreamed of attending college one day, but knew she'd have to find a way to achieve that goal on her own due to the lack of support and resources at home. And with unwavering determination, she enlisted in the Army, served in the reserves to put herself through school at Alabama A&M University. And both of those choices fueled Trina's desire to succeed and reveal the depths of her resiliency. And After several years in the Army, which I did, but she departed us, but we'll forgive her for that, Trina transferred to the Navy and earned an MBA degree from Western International University, and she's naturally skilled at finding the harmony between technology and science and data. She's led a stellar career in the IT field. As an intelligence officer in the United States Navy, she's done amazing things there, and she's pierced the glass ceiling and excelled in positions typically held by men. The common denominator throughout Trina's career has been her ability to set goals and not only achieve, but surpass them. Self-motivation, discipline, and hard work are the driving forces that helped her design a life and career that defied the odds stacked against her. And as a speaker, she now takes a refreshingly honest and relatable approach to teaching student leaders, new professionals, and women how to develop the confidence they need to do the same. She's based in Houston, and she's not helping others realize their full potential in the office or on a stage. The role she values most is that of mom to her two children, and we enjoyed visiting with her about that. So that's quite a lengthy resume, and it's very impressive. And so I want to say thank you and welcome Trina Martin for being with us today. Thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm very honored. Thank you. Well, the honor is mine. And as we've visited a little bit beforehand, you have your office and your studio for your podcast in your home, as do I. But yours looks all clean and tidy. And if you can see the other side of my camera, <laughs> I almost I just have to laugh to look around at it. It's it's not very clean and tidy, but you can't see it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only seeing a corner of mine. So. <laughs> Well, Trina, I thank you, first of all, for your service. I appreciate that very much and uh, what you've done in in the Army and in the Navy. And thank you for being with us here. And as I always like to start out visiting with people and having other people get to know you in our podcast on Grace to All, tell us a little bit about 
your faith journey, your relationship to God, your understanding of God's grace and how that's helped you in life and in your relationships with other people in the military and family and all of those different things. Wow. Well, as we were speaking earlier, I grew up in church. Mother took me to church all the time. But as an adult, I've really come to learn and understand what my spirituality and what God and grace means to me because so many times, you know, I've been backed up against the wall and I didn't know and didn't have anyone to call, but I always knew that, you know, my God, I could call on and he would give me strength. And I always think about that scripture. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And that's something that I go to all the time. And grace for me, and as I've gotten older, I've learned what grace really is. And I've realized that those moments where I thought that I couldn't make it, there was grace for another day. You know, he gave me that grace to keep moving. He, Hmm. each day that grace is new, that mercy he gives us, that grace he gives us is new every day. So today may be tough, but tomorrow is going to be a better day. And I applied it to myself, but also I've started looking at other people differently because everyone has grace from God, whether they're your friend or your foe, and you can't question who he gives grace to. Mm. So I try to remember that in my daily walk in my life, even though something may not be something that I like, or the person may not be someone that I'm particularly fond of. I always remember that they have grace from God too, and they have their place as well. Well, that's so refreshing and so freeing to know that. And unfortunately, I grew up in church too, but it wasn't all what I would hope it would be and what I like for it to be now. And I I don't know if people taught this, but I sure caught it that grace was just for us in our group. Mm. And if other people could do the things that we did and become a good uh, Christian, then they'd get grace too. And boy, learning that God's grace is for everybody uh, and that God loves everybody, that just changes everything. It changes how we see God. It changes how we see other people. It changes how we relate to them. And we all have bad days. But that doesn't mean that we're bad and God's grace covers us all. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, I am too. And it's funny that you say that because my experience as a child growing up, that was kind of what I believed as well, what you were saying and kind of what was taught that, you know, if you didn't do things a certain way, it was fire and brimstone for you. Mm. But as I got older and I start understanding and that when I start getting into the Bible more, God used those people that most people shunned and most people said that weren't worthy. Those were the people that God used all the time. And those were the people who ended up just flourishing and spreading the word. So everybody's not quote unquote perfect that gets grace. Everybody has grace. Yeah, It's very funny that that's something that people bring out to say, oh, well, if you're not this way, or if you don't believe that, then you don't have his grace. Yeah, that's so too. I think Jesus just intentionally went out of the way to pick people like Matthew, who was just despised. He, he was a traitor to his own people, a tax collector, and uh, people wouldn't even say his name. They called him a, a dog, the tax collector. And, and of course, what he was doing, well, you know, wasn't very honorable. But 
Jesus picked him <laughs> and called him, went to his house, uh, which was taboo for in that religious setting, and chose him to be part of his team. He, his grace was on Matthew just as much as it was on anybody else. And then in Jesus' story of the what we call the prodigal son, mm-hmm. I think Jesus made that story up to show that he was as bad as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And he went back to apologize to the father, and the father wouldn't even listen to him. He said, Come on back, you know, put the robe on, bring him in. We're going to have a party. This son of mine who was lost his home, and that's the way God is. And I want to remember that all the time with not only me, but with everybody else, too. Yes. Tell us about how you help other women and the coaching and the things that you do, and men, too. I heard your interview with Dominic Damaski, who's a mutual friend. So tell us what you do and how you do it and what's uh, going on in your life with that now. Well, Kind of on the subject of what we were talking about as far as having grace, one of the things I like to do as women is to let them know that I like to empower them, but to let them know that they're worthy. So many times, and I found this in myself, so many times we make poor choices or we make mistakes in our lives and then we just don't think that we're worthy for better or we have limiting beliefs and getting back on the Bible and I'm no theologian, but If you think about Rahab in the Bible, she was one of the few women that actually was named in the Bible, but she was a whore. She was a prostitute, Mm -hmm. but God used her and she's in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I was at a point in my life where I thought, okay, I've screwed up. I've made mistakes here. I've made mistakes there. And I started having low Mm self-esteem and it was my faith and me being resilient that brought me back. And I said, you know, if I felt this way, I'm pretty sure there are other women who feel like that. Mm -hmm. And they may not have the resilience that I have, or they may not have someone to reach out to help them. They may just have those negative voices telling them that, yes, you are bad. Or they may be inside their own head. You know, our worst enemy is ourselves. You know, we have those limiting beliefs, Mm. you know, that we have in our head, whether they're generational or whether it's something that we've come up with. And That's what I like to help, especially women. I like to help them get past that and let them know that they're worthy and whatever they desire, that they're worthy and that they can accomplish that in life. Boy, that's wonderful. You're certainly doing that from what I can see. And, you know, obviously, both women and men, we all have those negative voices, those limited voices, those we're not worthy. And they're all lies. We've made some poor choices. We've done some things that maybe hurt ourselves and hurt others. But that doesn't have anything to do with who we are in our essence and who who we are as God's children. And to be able to have somebody like you and, and others to help people. Well, I saw in your bio that when you were ready to go to college and stuff, you didn't necessarily have a support group, if I read that right, and you had to break out on your own. Not everybody's blessed at different times in their life with support groups. So when somebody like you can come along and help people and nurture them, people really appreciate that and it means so much. Thank you for saying that. Yes, it's difficult. And that's what really got me to this place was just looking at my life and seeing what I went through. I don't want anyone else to go through what I've been through. So if I can mentor someone or if I can share my knowledge to help someone achieve their goal, that's what I want to do because I was the first in my family to go to college. Mm. My mother was verbally abusive, so there was trauma there. And then she couldn't financially support me, nor did she emotionally support me. Mm. So I got out there and I did it on my own. And looking back, I'm amazed that I did it, honestly, because I had no examples modeled for me for what I was doing. So I was the trailblazer. Wow. 
And looking back now, I'm thinking, wow, if I had known this, I could have done that. If I didn't, but I didn't know and I didn't have it. So I did the best that I could do with what I had. And I think I did well seeing that I went out on my own. I remember going on college tours. I lived in Chicago and I remember flying to Atlanta to take college tours at Georgia Tech and all these other universities by myself. And I didn't have a parent with me and I went and did it by myself. I got on MARTA and traveled to these different universities to look at their campus. And having two teenagers now myself, I'm thinking, wow, I don't know how I did it. And I can't imagine my children getting ready for college and they're just going off by themselves going on a college tour. So when I think about that, it makes me happy in one instance. And then in another instance, I'm kind of sad because I didn't have that example, Hmm. but it made me who I am today. And if I can take what I've learned then and now and share that with other people, that's what I want to do. Good. I don't know why different things happen to different people, but I do know that the Lord uses what we've gone through to help other people. He's always there with us and helping us. But then there are things that we go through that prepare us and help us to relate to others who are going through the same thing. And my background was a musician. I was a jazz musician. And long before I had a career change and a spiritual change and went into the ministry, But I'm grateful for that because as a result, you know, I can relate to musicians who, this is true in a lot of things, but unfortunately as musicians, it's sort of like actors and things. Your whole thing is about promoting yourself and trying to get notoriety and well-known and all that kind of stuff. And you're only as good, really, as your last performance. And then if something happens that you can't perform anymore, the calls quit coming and the people quit dropping by and that kind of stuff. And so when those things happen, when I see that happen with other people now, I can relate to them and I can help them because I went through that and because I realize now it was God helping me through all of that, even though I didn't see that at the time. So God uses those things as he is with you, and we get to encourage other people to go and do the same thing, and it just kind of keeps going around in a good circle, that type of thing. Yes. Did you have people in high school that were role models for you, that encouraged you, that told you, Trina, you can do it? Actually, you know, it's funny. I did not. Like I said, my mother was abusive, very abusive, and I was the youngest of four children, so I have a big age gap between my siblings and I, so... When I was coming up, it was only me in the house. So my mother pretty much made it pretty difficult for me to do anything besides go to school and come home. But I was always a reader. I was always reading books and magazines and always had in my mind what I wanted to be. And I think the fact that I grew up in that environment is what made me driven because I knew I wanted to get away and be successful and not come back. So that was always my motivation. Hmm. So I guess you can say I encouraged myself. Wow, that's great. It was very difficult not having a support system, but it all worked for my good. Did God works all things for the good. And boy, you've certainly done your part to partner with him in doing that. I'm fascinated by your Navy career. Can you tell us what you do in the Navy, what you've done, or is that all top secret and my computer would blow up if you told me? Well, if I told you, I would have to kill you. No, (laughs) I can't go into details, but I'm a naval intelligence officer. 
So that right there says it all. I would say that. But I've done some of everything, actually. It's funny because you mentioned I was in the Army. So my military career began. I was I got into the Army as an E1. And I went to, I think, E3, but it was during desert storm time. And when I got in, when I enlisted, I went for 54 Bravo, which is chemical specialist, NBC, which now mm. they call Seaburn. I didn't know that at the time. And of course, you and I both know recruiters don't exactly tell you the truth. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I got in under the notion that he said, oh, well, look at this. This has this big bonus this to help you pay for college. And I fell for it. So fast forward, I did all my training. I get out. It's 1990 and Desert Storm is going on. And they said, hey, guess what? Guess where you're going? And I was like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. At the last minute, I ended up, they said, we don't need you. You don't have to go. And that's when I said, okay, well, guess what? I'm going to the Navy. So I transferred over. And because I was getting a degree in computer science, I went into, at the time, they were called radio men. And they were the ones who did your communications Mm -hmm. in the Navy. And later on, they changed into IT because they merged the radio men with the IT field. And That was right up my alley because I was a computer science major. And I did that for a long time. And then finally, I converted to Intel. And that's where I got my commission because that's what I ultimately wanted to do. Wow. Boy, you have had (laughs) wide career. I I mentioned to you on email that I was a Army National Guard and Army Reserve Bandmaster. And I have three kids, two daughters and a son. And my oldest daughter, they're all musicians, but my oldest daughter thought about joining my reserve band because the pay was good and it paid for a lot of college tuition and all that kind of stuff, as you know. And I had been recruiting people for the band that I directed for a long time and working with recruiters. And I knew that they didn't always tell the truth. So I called somebody high up in my command and I told him what was going on. And I said, I want you to give me the one recruiter in the Midwest Kansas and Missouri, the one recruiter that's honest, that will tell my daughter the truth and won't lie to her. And he just laughed. He said, that person doesn't (laughs) exist. I went, dang. (laughs) That's sad, but we know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do that. Yeah. She ended up not getting in, which was probably good (laughs) good for her. (laughs) Yes. Well, Trina, this has been a real delight starting to get to know you. I hope I'll continue to get to know you better and we can uh, do this more and connect in different ways. And as we finish up, tell people how they can connect with you, how they can find out about your coaching and your helping people and connect with you online and those things. Okay. Well, first I have my book that's coming out in January. It's called From a Mess to Amazing on Seven Steps to Create the Life you deserve. So that will be coming out January 7th. But my website is trinalmartin.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Great. And people can connect you with those. And your book is From a Mess to Amazing? From a Mess to Amazing. Wow. Well, we'll look forward to having that come out. Well, again, Trina, it's been a delight. Thanks for taking the time to be with me, especially with your busy schedule. You've probably got a couple of kids waiting on you, so we'll sign off. But thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thanks to everybody for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.